He got your Christmas tree up? Nah, man. I'm not one of those people, man. I can't be that early, bro. It's crazy. That's your girlfriend, though, right? Yeah. I mean, she she loved Christmas, so she probably hoping there's a Christmas tree tomorrow. But wow, I have to buy one, decorate it already. Stars, look at that. Yeah, already. Damn, already. y'all ain't playing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Maybe y'all got the little house. Y'all yeah, got the little house. Oh damn, y'all not serious about that. You can't wait. Sorry, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. Back everyone, been another week. We're still in this uh, limbo twilight zone of a world that we're in. Twenty twenty, yeah. Twenty twenty, that's right. I I can't decide. I mean, it sucks. This year does suck, but you know, there, there's some light at the end of the tunnel with the, the way the election turned out and everything. But still, still crazy, man. Still crazy. How are you guys doing? Um, good. I. It's weird because, it, you know, I think everyone's in their mind thinking, I can't wait till 2020 is over. But 2021 could be just <laughs> just going to carry over. Like, it's not, just as bad. It doesn't just end when 2020 ends. It's, 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 you know, we're not out of it when 2020 ends. So it's yeah, nice I feel like coming 2021, to the end of this year. But... I feel like 2021 is not going to be the uh, miracle pill that uh, so many people are waiting for. No. Yeah. No. It almost feels, it almost feels like people are waiting like, on New Year's Eve, fireworks are gonna go off and like trees will sprout out of the ground and COVID will just <laughs> disappear and the world will just planes will start flying all over the place again. Like it's not gonna be like that. Even be. with the with the vaccine though, we got a vaccine going. You don't you guys don't think that's gonna work, huh? Yeah, well seventy five percent of people don't seventy five percent of people in the in the one of the most populous countries in the Western world. Don't believe that COVID is a real thing. So, well, also, there's yeah, also there's, answer if he's going to take it. Like, there, well, the there's defense. also that. Well, but but also you think about it, if you look at uh, the vaccine sales, a lot of the pre-sales for these vaccines have gone to like the richest and like highest country, the oh. highest GDP in the world. So, the people who actually might be at risk and who should probably get it first will not get it first. You know, maybe 100%. that's karma in a strange way. Maybe, you know, all the rich people will get it and it'll turn out that it turns your inside inside out. I don't know. <laughs> That'd be something. I read the other day that the CEO of Pfizer dumped like or like $6 million worth of his shares the day the Pfizer announced uh, their uh, vaccine. And everyone's just like, yo, this is so sketch. Like that's, that's corruption. Shares? No, yeah, dude. No. Read I it. Mean- Read it. He could, he could have just been like, you know what? This is a good time to get out. Like, you know, I had some other goals in life. This is a good time. But isn't that isn't that like a sign well, of yeah, bad things point, to come? Like, of, yeah, the point of shares is that you don't have to do anything. They just sit there and either make you or lose your money. So if you're dumping shares, it stands to reason that you believe you're going to lose money. <laughs> yes, but you also, I don't know. Is he going through a divorce? Maybe he needs to pay some enough, and he had to sell some shares. You don't know that. I don't know, man. This guy's looking pretty. He has a pretty penny. He has a lot that going is, for him. Let's, let's, let's give him. Give, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, guys. All right, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. You it, had. You could have sold it the day before. You could have sold it 
month from now, but the day that it was announced, I don't know, man. There's some funky shit there. Can you imagine if he just like he did it just to fuck with people? And he just like <laughs> yeah. he woke up that morning, he was just like, This would be funny. <laughs> That'd be the ultimate prank. People are like, Yay, vaccine. Oh, uh, he saw his shares. <laughs> could be. It could be. But I, I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt and feel that he's he's telling the truth on this one. Well, yeah, then you then, can line up first for the vaccine or. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go that far. Let's not get it, uh, <laughs> let's not get it twisted. All I'm saying is he's, he probably doesn't have any malicious intent by selling his shares. No, he doesn't. It's just a funny, funny timing on that. Um, we, we were talking about this last week, how there's a huge worry that a huge chunk of the population either won't have access to this these vaccines or they just won't want to take it, right? We hear about... We hear about all this hate from to figures like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and stuff like that. And uh, it's mind boggling, man. And, and a lot of the times, you know, these con- these concepts of who these people are, whether it's Fauci or Obama or who or not, are just so they're man made. They're not real. Right. They're just media outlets, right wing media outlets or whatever, just pumping their own narrative. And uh, it got me thinking about this concept. Right. Like. You have so many people, especially with this vaccine, working so hard to put a product forward to, you know, help people's lives out. And then you, on the other side, you have these people who just are just on them day in, day out. Just be like, you know, this is some 5G. They're going to get, uh, you know, microchipped or something like that. And it got me thinking, what would be the breaking point where somebody would just like, who is so intent on doing good, it was just like holds up their hands and goes, it. you know what, you guys are on your own. Like at some point, a society just doesn't help, just doesn't like appreciate the good stuff. I'll tell you, like, I'll tell you right now. If I was, if I was Fauci, that point would have been like five months ago. I would just been 100%. like, you know what? F- it. You guys want to listen to Trump instead of me? Go for it. I'm oh, good. I'm good elsewhere. Like, <laughs> go fuck talking off. New Trump is going to lose. He's like, I can wait for another. Yeah. I, I, I can wait him out. <laughs> yeah. What am I on? Number no. five, six. No, but but I mean, you think about it, it's like, I feel like it's part of the job description of being a philanthropist, though, is that you have to be willing to bet on the good within society, no matter how much, you know, gets thrown up and how, how much just plain evil and bad things, you know, you see on a, on a daily basis, you, you have to be willing to bet on the good of humanity for the future of humanity, you know? So, you know, I would say people like, you know, Fauci and Gates and Obama, like, you just have to be willing to bet that for the greater good, you're going to take some Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to take some for the greater good. It's got to be so good. tough. It's got to be like somebody like, somebody like Fauci, um, who spent his entire life studying science, the science behind pandemics. He's, you know, he's worked his entire life. He's worked his way up to the position he's in now. And this was, this is like, this is the one time probably none of us ever anticipated it would come to, a, come to a head like this ever in our lifetimes. And he is the perfect guy. He spent his entire career. This was his moment. And half the country is just like, nah, f- that guy. Like that's gotta, that's gotta be really tough to deal with mentally, physically, like that must take a toll on him. Cause I mean, oh, 100%. if you're, you're an expert in your field. And some idiot who just maybe graduated high school is saying you're like off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, yeah, but I, I think you, you you can't. You gotta take it with a grain of salt. I mean, 
no, I you, know. You're basically that. saying, like, like, like you just said it exactly. There's a guy who hasn't graduated high school who is talking out of his ass. If you're going to hold that guy's opinion the same as one of your colleagues who has been yeah, but, through this, who understands the sciences, you, I mean, you, you're going to set yourself up for a bunch of heartache. But it's the, the president of his country who's doing it. <laughs> okay. It's not, okay. It's, just, it's, not like, it's not some random guy. Like, it's, it's the president of the country. Oh, my God. This okay. is a understandably, understandably, the uh, idiot who didn't graduate high school was the president in this scenario, in this, uh, in this specific scenario. But, again, it's, I don't know, it's, it's one of those things that just, but you hope no. that the majority of people understand this. The majority yeah. of people can see through this. You know, but unfortunately, that's... yeah, the guy had the biggest mic in the world, but okay. So when it, we're talking about Fauci, Fauci's, I saw the 60 Minutes that expose they did on him. His family, he has kids, right? His daughters were getting death threats to them, right? And at some point, these are the same people who, who are making the death threats that you're trying to save ultimately, right? And you're just like, like, it just makes it so much harder. You're just like, I don't want to help this scum almost, right? Like, it's it's pretty and scummy. Don't, and, don't like, and don't get it twisted. Yes, I believe Fauci was probably acting in... in good faith and and trying to do the most ethical thing that he needed to do but this was also his job he gets yeah. paid like he gets paid yeah. to do this so like it's it's an easy thing to walk away from your job and just be like nah f- that i'm not dealing with that sh- anymore i i understand from like a moral standpoint if he was doing this if he was like a bill gates say and he's doing this just because he feels like it's the right thing to do then it's a bit easier to stick to it and just say well i don't care what you guys say i'm going to keep doing it anyway but when it's your job, like if I'm in a job that I hate and I'm getting abuse for it every day, I'll just be like, it, I'll go do something else. I don't need to deal with this. Shit. Like, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. That's true. I mean, in Bill Gates, you know, in Bill Gates side also, I mean, if, you're, if your bank account is that fat, I mean, there's probably, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not as stressed as what, you know, some of bunch of idiots are saying. You're like, well, okay, sure, whatever you, you want to say. I mean, that, that doesn't really bother me if I'm being honest. Yeah, but look at him and look at the stress he's going. Like, okay, yeah, he's got money to wipe up his tears and stuff. But then you look at Jeff Bezos, who doesn't give a jack about anybody. And he's just like sitting pretty. He's like, man, what, whatever. Like, I'm enjoying life. And you, you kind of got to feel like. He had the most expensive divorce ever in history, though. But he made all that money back already. Yeah. Already. <laughs> Christmas is coming up, bro. He's going to make that money back in two, in two seconds. Don't you worry. <laughs> Wait, I, I how was expensive. Uh, was this divorce? Four hundred billion, bro. No, or no, was it? Yeah, no, no, it was something not like that. Billion, two, not billion, not billion. Come on, two hundred, two hundred billion. I think he had two hundred billion. Yeah. She got, got a lot. Half. She got, got a lot. Half. Somebody got paid <laughs> out two hundred billion. Yeah, he had four hundred billion, and he's still right. like. That's right. It's, it's like one of those like clown checks that she's so walking. That makes out her like the second richest person on earth right away, or something. Yeah. That's right. Wow. He had 400 billion and he went down to 200 billion. And so people are like, oh, whatever. He still like has more money than, than any, like any person in the history of the world. But yeah, you could even imagine. I mean, I don't think Pharaoh, any King, any emperor, he has more than any of those combined. I don't think I know. I personally, I can't even fathom what $200 billion would look like. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. It's literally impossible to, to just like picture that or to have that to have that feeling of knowing that absolutely anything that you look at on this earth, you could buy like right now. 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, within reason. I mean, you're not buying people, so I mean. Well, if, if yeah. he wanted to, he could. If I mean, he, he has employees. To. Okay, what you're telling me, what you're, what you're telling me is, if, if Bezos if came up to you and is like, look, if I want to buy you, what, what's your price? How about, how about this? How about this? I'll, I'll just narrow it down for you. If Bezos wanted to buy you, what is your price? Go on, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what. what he's not, 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 look, he <laughs> buys you. Like you said, he could do whatever he wants with you. Uh, no, but that's not he, worth he, it. He could yeah, peg no. you. No, he no, could. No, no, no. I'm out. No. I'm out. No. Yeah. What? Shark Tank. Oh, Shark okay. Tank. I'm Shark Tank style. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> he, can, he can stand up and make his pitch, and I'll, you know, like five five clones of me will be sitting on a chair, and we're just like, no, nah, I'm out. Wow. Okay. So you're saying if Bezos was like a hundred billion, you're out. Yeah. Because you've got to live. Can, you have to live. Yeah. What can I spend yeah. that on if I if I'm owned by somebody else? You can give your money to your family or something else. See, look at this guy. Huh? This guy's a family man now. And he's thinking. He's, he's so thinking. Closest price is like two hundred bucks. Wow. <laughs> hey, I had like wow. two zeros there, and they were okay. No, I'm just <laughs> two hundred dollars goes a long way in the Philippines. Uh, so. <laughs> so twenty thousand. Twenty thousand is your price. COVID days, bro. I'm escorts made more than that in a month. That was your price for the rest of your life to be a slave to Jeff Bezos. Okay. Oh, I don't know. There, but to be honest, he, he has a lot more persuasion than the average person, though. He could come up and say, I'll give you $100 billion if you do X, Y, and Z. And that'd make you stop and think. It'd be like, it wouldn't be like a, an automatic no, right? It'd be like, it'd probably be surely, no at the end of it. Surely but... Jeff Bezos. <laughs> could find something better to spend a hundred billion dollars on than me like i'm sure i'm good sure, but he I, wants I think you. i think very highly of myself you. whatever like, whatever reason know. whatever <laughs> like, reason it is jeff bezos wants you maybe it's the beard maybe it's the shiny head i don't know but bezos <laughs> wants it he needs it for a hundred billion he's got the shiny head already yeah. exactly he wants yeah. to look into your head as you look into his head as you look into his head as you look into your head <laughs> oh head inception exactly <laughs> no but okay speaking about people like bezos and trump who've had their time in the limelight we'll call it and have been upfront, you know in the in the in, in our history books we'll say you know do do any of you on on the call right now feel that there was a time or maybe you feel like it's still coming that you will have you still will have your proverbial 15 minutes of fame that's a good question that's a good question. I, the way that I think about it is you got to hope always that, I mean, if that's something that you want in, in life, then you probably mm-hmm. always hope that you're going to have it. Otherwise, well, it gets depressing, right? If you're just like, yeah, yeah it but, won't matter. So, but I mean, it, it, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not fame in the, uh, we'll say in the generic sense, but even it's like, say recognition for something that it is that you do or do you, something. Are, that, you, are, you, are you, are you sort of getting it? Do we think that we've maybe peaked already that we've reached yeah. it? The pinnacle you know, of, do you, of what our hopes and dreams are. Do, you, do we think that we? Oh, okay. I was going to say that. That's okay. I'm, 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 I'm just, <laughs> that's loaded. I'm trying, that's I'm trying loaded. To figure out Have you hit the pinnacle of I'm your? Gonna, your no. I'm, I'm trying no, no, to figure no, no, out no. what your parameters are for this question. I'm just so I'm trying, no. just trying to figure out to feel feel out where you where you're what you're trying to ask. Not not the pinnacle of your hopes and dreams, but you know, do you feel like you've had you know a, a moment uh, you know in the limelight where. You, you know, there was enough focus on you and you probably could have achieved, you know, more easily than you do now. Or maybe you feel that that moment is still, you know, en route. It's still coming. Yeah. I, first. 
Yeah, go for the bus. <laughs> nah, that's a loaded question. No, no, no. He, he met Sheena, man, so that was the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's out. <laughs> he's, 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 peaked. Out. He's, he's peaked. Yeah, he's peaked. It's over. Life is over. <laughs> he went to that trip to Ikea, and it was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say, yeah, man, I, I, I definitely think, for example, financially and mm. uh, professionally, I definitely have a lot more to offer and a lot more to, to sort of go through right like I'm definitely looking to climb in that world of, of the professional world and, and get there um, mm. I mean that's why we go to work that's what we, we all have a purpose whether that's in art or work or what, what it, whatever it is we're, we're always aspiring to that but there's definitely things that I've I've for sure peaked in man uh, like I'm never going to be able to play football again without breaking a bone I'm never going to be able to run like I used okay, to. Okay, but run. but realistically, but, did you think you were gonna be like the world's fastest man? Did you think you were gonna be like the world's greatest football player? I mean, realistically, that's the part where I I don't know if I was being realistic or, or not. But in this scenario, or you know, related to yeah. this, do you feel that you might help cure cancer? Yeah. See, I think the hope has to always be there if it's still something that's important to you. So, if it's important to you that you make the NFL for example, then you have to think that you will be one of the best football players in the world. Otherwise, it's not worth going down that path, right? It's not worth putting all the time and resources and energy for that. So do I think that, do I hope that one day that I, I will help out in that? Absolutely. Will I? I don't know, man. I, I'll try my best. But yeah, when I was younger, I definitely had aspirations uh, to, to play, to be the first astronaut, soccer player, NFL player all at one, but it wasn't realistic, obviously. But as a kid, that's one of the beautiful things about being a kid is that you are allowed to, to dream. Like if, if I did that now as a 30 year old, people would look at me and be like, yo, wh what are you on? Right. But if you're like a 70 year old and you're like saying all these things, it's, it's, so, it's sort of socially accepted. Uh, acceptable. Do you ever think that like when you, when you were in grade school or primary school, that when your when your teacher had to do that project of like what do you think you're going to be when you grow up do you ever think that there were some kids that said something and the teacher's just sitting there in their chair thinking no you're not yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have surely, a root surely there was some kid that god was like i'm gonna cure cancer the kids and the teacher sitting there like no not you you're not the one no you're not the booger one. eater no <laughs> i have a funny story about that so rebecca's uh dad uh was a principal he just recently retired and he, he, he was telling me stories about this exact same thing, um, how there was this, these kids at school who were just really good at soccer. And they're like, I'm going to be, you know, a professional soccer player. And he would just straight to the face be like, no, you're not, man. Like, do you understand? Like, you're what, 13 right now? They've been playing since they were four and they're in the EPL in like their yeah. club. Pro like, you're not going to make it, man. Like, you can try and you might prove me wrong. But he would just straight up tell like, just straight up kill these kids' dreams. But he, in his eyes, he wasn't trying to kill their dreams. He was just trying to be like, you got to have a backup plan. Like, go for it if you want, but you got to have a backup plan because... And if, and if you're going to go for it, then yeah. go for it. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, like, don't just say it and then just say, I want to be a professional soccer player. And then, you know, you play soccer. Yeah, and it's and hard, though, as a kid no, to just is, go know. for it. I know. For a lot of those kids, their parents made them wake up at four o'clock in the morning yeah, took them to the ice rink you know like there's no way some kid is like oh yeah I'd, I'd rather be running around doing drills than you know eating mud and, and jumping off of shit with my friends but you but you will hear a lot of um i'll use professional football because it's, it's a sport that i know a fair bit about or follow quite 
quite heavily, you'll hear a lot of guys who grew up like Marcus Rashford and just always had a football with him. He'd always be kicking a football. You, you know, whenever he got a chance, he'd be playing football. And that's, that's, that's something that you can do. If, if this is something that this is what you want, then find any way you can do it. I remember reading this thing once and it was some person who was saying, you know, all these people say they're writers or people say that they're actors, they say they're singers and they don't ever write or act or sing. It's like, if you want to be a writer, then fucking write, write something, write anything. Just yeah. go write. If you want to be a writer, go write, yeah. write whatever you want, but just be writing. If you're not writing, then you're not a writer. If you're not singing, you're not a singer. So I think that, yeah, there's a, let kids dream and everything else. But if, if you, if you want to help them progress and just say, Hey, look, if you want to do this, do it. Yeah. You, know, you might not be successful, but got to give yourself every opportunity to. And the, the big, the best way to do that is to go out and do it. Yeah. I heard a 100%. quote today. The, uh, the only difference between uh, reality and uh, dreams is persistence. Well, that was, mm-hmm. that was one thing, but I'm like a little more, but this is a good quote. I like that. No, I mean, I, I definitely see how that resonates with uh, what Nathan is talking about in the sense that, yeah, you you just, you know, not to uh, <clears throat> hashtag uh, Nike is not a sponsor, but just you just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you really just have to be persistent constantly, even when people are saying, ah, no, 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 it's not going to happen. You're not going to make it. You have to basically defy the odds in that scenario. I remember my dad, my dad told me once, he said, if you're passionate about something, people will find you. People will seek you out if you're passionate about something. You won't have is to. That, is that it. still true, though? Is that still true? Like, I feel like there was a time when if you were good at something, it, it, it would show and people gravitate towards it. But now people aren't good at stuff, but the market is so saturated with everybody just advertising themselves so much that the people who used to shine as gems now there's just so much like uh you know oil in the water that you yeah. can't really see those people anymore I, I could see i could see that yeah i could see that being a there's thing. a lot more fluff with the, there. With the, yeah. yeah there's a lot more people that are that are almost pretending i guess you know on Instagram yeah, yeah. social media that you know so yeah no i could see that i could see i, that think, it, I think it comes with the population density right um I mean, mm-hmm. think about think about what it took to go to the Olympics, right? Um, what it takes now. Now it takes literally a lifetime's worth of work before you're even the age of 22 to make it to the Olympics. Back in like the 1900s, man, like the 1910s, 1920s, dude, you were doing it as like a part-time job. Like, and, and a lot of athletes are still doing it as a part-time job, but they're putting a lot more work into it than what you had to in the past. And I think it's just because there weren't as many people to compete with we are living on a planet with almost 8 billion people and that's grown tremendously man even yeah. 20 years ago it was half of that population so which is yeah, crazy it's nuts dude it has to slow it's down it's just somehow. crazy to think about that like you just added for more billion people in a, in a blink of an eye in our lifetime yeah it's it's nuts <laughs> it's nuts um Going back to what you guys said about just just getting it done, yeah, it doesn't even that doesn't just apply to kids. Um, I was I was reading about Ricky Gervais. I love I love that guy. Such a funny funny mm. dude. He didn't really start till he was, I think, he was, well yeah, into he was late forties. He was in his thirties, late thirties, early forties. Start on a radio show with Steve Merchant. I gotta say, starting at that age, I I even find it more admirable because it's gotta be scary, man. Cause now you have something that you've done. Like as a kid, you haven't really done anything. So you just go for it, whatever. You got nothing to lose. You have something that you could lose at that point. Right. And you still mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. 
go out and attack. That is being in that position right now. All of us have been, we're like in our early thirties right now. We've all been in established careers. If we could, if we could go back to our 20 year old selves and, and tell them just one line, would we, would we give them something to, to think about or would we just do the exact same thing that we did now to get to where we are? Oof. Aish. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> I do. I've, I've always tried to tell myself and to try and embody that nothing's a mistake. It's all things that you learn from and, and every decision that you make is, is ends up being the right decision because you have to make it work for you. Whatever decision yeah. you make, you have to make it work for you. So that decision is the right decision because somehow you're going to have to make it work for you. But are there things that probably could have made my life easier or probably could have taken me down a, a different path? I don't know if it necessarily, because that's the thing about life, right? A path that you think is going to be great could be. So yeah. um, at the time, a path that maybe I thought that I definitely wanted or something like that. Of course, there's things that I I think would have would have made my life turn out differently. But Yeah. Here, here's one that I was thinking about. I I think it was in undergrad, I had this, you sort of get this anxiety sort of level of energy with you about, you have a fear of missing out, a FOMO. It was a real thing, right? And if I could just go back, I'd just be like, dude, don't don't worry. Don't give a shit about that. Like, you're going to be in lockdown anyways during COVID in like 10 years. So <laughs> you're going to have to figure out how to do this anyways. Yeah, 2020, uh, nobody's going out. So <laughs> no one's going out. But yeah. I remember just like worrying about such random <laughs> that, um, it didn't even matter to like my professional life or anything like that, but it just, I unnecessarily. Are you, are you thinking, anxiety sorry, were you, were you talking more like when you were in school or is this some, like an adult problem that you had? Oh, this was, this was when I was uh, in undergrad. Like I would just be like, dude, there's okay. a party going on. I got to go. And then, yo, you're the next day you have like an exam. Like I was able to do it, but I just made life so much harder than it had to be. And and I know I wasn't the only one. I had I had entire friend groups who were the same way. And we like we just actually met each other a few weeks ago over Zoom. We just started talking. We like, why the hell did we do that to ourselves? <laughs> like, why it's, why it's were almost, we those people? Yeah, why did we just care so much about what other people thought? Like, if you didn't go to this person's thing or that person's thing, you were worried what they were going to think about you. And as I got older, I just learned that. Um, that doesn't matter as much anymore. It doesn't didn't matter then, but it, it's really clarified that that doesn't really matter. You got to do what you're trivial. Happy. It's very trivial. Yeah. So that's that's what I, I would tell I, myself. I think I'm I'm with Nathan in the sense that I believe that you know the things that you end up doing kind of speak to where it is that you are headed and where you're going to end up in life, and you're going to make it work for yourself. And you you know no matter what it is that you you know the decisions you end up making. You make it work and you not live with those decisions, but you embody them and they're part of who you are. But still at the same time, I would, I would, if I could go back, I would say to myself, it's just it, at the very least, you know, I don't want to change anything, but I would very least, I would say, just, just be more genuine to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just be more genuine to yourself because you're going to do what you're going to do and you're going to learn to embody it and you're going to learn to make that part of who you are and it's going to influence the people you meet what you do but yeah be more genuine to yourself because those little tiny moments in between where you're doing this and doing that and you're you know beating yourself up because oh man i really should have just done this or i should have just done that why did i do this thing like 
That's you it. don't, you know, if you can't avoid that, just be more genuine to yourself, you know, instead of being yourself, you just be like, yeah, well, that's what I wanted to do. I did it. And mm. yep. I think, um, I think something I've noticed as I got older and this is along those themes, I've become a lot more comfortable in my own decisions. And I think mm. that to me, that, that sort of resonates with being more genuine to myself is I think that as I've gotten older, I don't know if this was just happen chance like that's just something that happens as you get older or for something that I actively tried to do I'm not sure but I've become a lot more confident I've always been a very indecisive person but I've I've become a lot more confident in just being like look I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what I want to do just and owning it yeah. I'm, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna own this decision this is this is my decision I'm making and you know this is the decision I want to make at this at this point in time so that's what it is and yeah if I could go back and tell myself one thing that would probably be it just be more confident in yourself be more Sounds confident like in who you are as a person. Yeah, definitely getting older because people who are older, I see, they tend to give a f- less about things. Oh That's yeah, it, man. Sure. Think so. of saying it like he's super young. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah, people that are older. <laughs> oh, but okay. Speaking of this, you know, what you say to yourself or your younger self, you know, going forward, you know, let's let's let's, let's switch it and say we're well, going forward. You know, what are the you know, of what you've lived and what you've experienced and what you know of the world, what are some, say, human experiences that you're still looking forward to? Mm. You know, now that you have this confidence, right? In Nathan's, in Nathan's case, now that you have this, you know, comfort with yourself, what are some human experiences that you're looking forward to? You know, it might, might be things that you didn't think that you would it's do before in the past, but yeah, what, what are some things that you are looking forward to i have always thought that i you know all through being a teenager in my 20s i always thought that i really want to have a family and this that and the other um but as i've gotten older it's not that i don't want those things but i i can't wait until i've seen as much of the world as possible mm-hmm. and i would i would i put that above just about anything in my life um i I like to I like to travel as we all know and that would that's above everything for me I can't wait until I can see as much of the world as possible and obviously covid's put a huge damper in that um but that's 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 the one thing I'm looking forward to the most of of what could be in my future That's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for me I, it it's a difficult thing because there's so much to like, like, like for me, it's going to be kind of cliche, but I just, I can't wait to live life and just to see what it has to offer. One thing that I would tell my older self though, is just to stay curious. I've, I've noticed um, quite a few people who are in the older generations. One thing that I really admire about the ones who I do admire are that they're just so curious and, and you can definitely see some people who are just like, now this is my set way. I figured it out 20 years ago. This is how I'm going to do it. You see the office, you see it just in certain ways that people carry themselves. But that's what makes one me thing, throw up in my mouth. I know, but I a hundred percent agree. Like I, that, that there's nothing that I hate more than somebody who's just like, this is the way I'm all, I've done it. And this is the way I'm going to continue. hundred percent. It. It's a difficult way to live life. <laughs> like it's just making things. It's just, it's just, you're a difficult person, right? Because there's going to be so many cool things that you can't even imagine. They're going to present themselves and you're just going to be like, nah, it. I'm, I want to do it this way. So, if there's one thing that if I listen to this podcast 50 years from now, which would be kind of a cool <laughs> podcast to do for us. Too. I hope, I hope I've, 
I'm, I'm still curious. curious 50 years from now on, uh, what, what day is it? November 17th. Yeah. 50 years from now. November 17, 20, 20, 50, 20, no, 50 years from now, 2070. 2070, yeah, yeah. 2070, yeah, we'll be, we'll November. Be 80, we'll be 17. 82. We will be 82 at that point, guys. <laughs> Right. See, if, 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 if we all live yeah, till 2070, I will listen to this podcast on November 17th. I'm with down you. for that. I'm down for that. Okay. Um, what about you, Dan? Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one. I was thinking a little bit about it, but then I got too too deep to think in there. But um sorry right, we can come back it's yeah, yeah it is yeah. a tough one it's a philosophical one i mean you can say man don't be afraid man this is a safe space can't he can't you wait know? to build it, that ikea it, bit he can't wait it just reminded me of this uh this lady who was uh in uh it was in university i was in first year and then uh she was in one of my classes but she was like 82 years old or something I was like, oh my God, wow. doing the first year of class, right? And she was like, she's talking to me. I was like, uh, she was a really nice person too. She's like, oh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to do this my whole life and go to university because I never got that chance to do the that education after, you know, high school and all this. And I always want to do it. And then she did it, right? And then I found out she passed away two months later. But, you know, she was really happy. Oh. She- so yeah, she was going, she was doing she was something. trying and do it no matter how old she was, right? So I was like, that that always stuck with me. As yeah, one, going back to what you left. said, Abby. Yeah, I mean, that, and this goes along with that woman, that sense of still finding things to get excited about mm-hmm, as you get yeah, older. I think yeah. that's that's key as you get older, I think, is still finding the wonder and the amazing that's in, that's in the world that does exist still. Um, I think I've told you guys before about the, like the 80 year old who I met in a hostel in Australia and she was staying in a hostel in Australia because what is going on her, with these 80 year olds? Yeah. <laughs> but her, and her, husband, late life her and her husband had done it when they were like 20 and she, and he had passed away and she wanted to, to do that again. So she, she was going around Australia staying in a hostel and I was like, yo, that's, that's badass. Like badass. hostels aren't for everybody. And, and, for you know an 80 year old to be willing to stay in one that's awesome i mean i can also empathize i can empathize with those who aren't curious because it's terrifying right like i can already see now that like kids who are like 15 16 17 stuff that they're doing just that i'm just like nah man i don't want to do like i'm just like i don't want it but it's a thin line right of trying to figure out what is actually a healthy curiosity and one that you have enough experience to know that nah it's not that yolo shit ain't for me anymore right like that so <laughs> yeah it, it's it's gonna be tough i think that's gonna be one of one one of the many challenges we have as we go forward in life yeah it's not easy man my couch is comfortable <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> that's right that's right I, I know the foods i like yeah. i know the drinks i yeah. like and i feel uh, like as i get older this couch is gonna seem more and more comfortable as my as my bones start to ache a little more and it's gonna be tough but I know. You got to. Got to try. One thing that I try to keep an open mind about that I've noticed even my friends um, here in Ottawa have started to be closed-minded about is food. I've tried to keep as open-minded about food as I can. Even if I know that I'm not going to like it, I'm just like, F- it. I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it and I'll tell you that I don't like it, but I will try it. But that I think that's like an early sign, an early telltale sign of 
of what sort of curiosity you're going to have later on in the later stages of life is, is sort of the food what are you, you closed try. about when it comes to food we don't eat chicken that's been kept on a porch yeah, okay. that's <laughs> you, 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 you gonna be you you gonna go in there with crusty ass eight year olds. You, you ain't gonna be in the hospital because I don't like porch chicken. chicken. Because porch I don't like chicken. porch chicken. That's porch chicken. You gonna be crusty, boy. For our listeners out there, crusty. I don't know if we talked about this, but all uh, we've mentioned it. We've danced around I mean, it a couple okay, times. Okay, we, we won't mention it again. Point <laughs> okay. is, you are gonna be a crusty eight year old if you can't get over porch chicken. <laughs> But okay, I mean, what some other foods like insects, right? Um, I know insects that that's always a tough one, but I've heard it's protein, that it's, bro. I've heard I've it's had, actually tasty. Uh, I've eaten I've eaten dried crickets, I've eaten termites, I've eaten what else have I had? I you have, eh? Yeah. I, I I grew up eating termites and uh flying yeah. ants, so oh, I'm sure. not yeah. That's what do they taste like? What the fuck you you're sure? You see, you you grew up eating that too. So I mean, I don't know, like <laughs> When you, when you say people are like closed-minded when it comes to food, I'm, like you, like you said, like you rightfully said, that's like a red flag. That is already a red flag, and you you can already see your worldview closing in. I mean, yeah. it's food. What do you have to be closed-minded about? You know? It's a lux- it's a luxury to be closed-minded about food, though. I find that people that's what I'm saying. Like it's food. affluent backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have I mean, to ask mind you, I'm not going on fear yeah. factor trying to eat, uh, you know, ball testicles, <laughs> like ball testicles mixed in with some words. Would you, though? <laughs> would, would you? I don't the know. Like, if someone shit. came out, if someone came out and was like, yo, this eyeball is a delicacy from where I come from, I'd be like, okay, man. I'll, I'll you know, you know what? Shot. If they cooked it right, if they cooked it right, yes. But eating that yeah. shit raw, I mean, that's just unnecessary. If I you think cooked it right, I've said that before. Yeah, I've said that before. My 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 uh, philosophy when it comes to food is, or trying new food is, if it's a recognized delicacy in the country that I'm visiting, then I will try it at least once, as long as it doesn't break my own personal moral beliefs. So, like, I wouldn't eat dog. You'll have baby. baby I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat that because I personally don't believe in eating dog. But like eating eating a cockroach on a stick when I'm wandering through the streets of Asia, I'd try it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. What's what's the craziest thing you've had, Swan, during your travels? Uh, uh the the termites was odd. I wasn't expecting that. It's not that bad. Um, man. You make I know it's not that bad. I know termites aren't that bad, but the way that we had them, oh, I was in Australia and we were going through Darwin. I'm sorry, Kakadu National Park up in the Northern Territory, and came to a whole bunch of termite mounds, which is where termites live, I guess. Just massive mounds are like 15 feet high. They're massive. And the tour guy was just like, here, come out. We're going to have some termites. And he just like, like scraped a hole in one of them. And like termites just started pouring out of this hole. And he had some slices of tomato. And he just like scooped up some termites on the tomato. And he was like, here you go. So I had a, I had a slice of tomato with some termites on it. And I was like, this is, it was so unexpected. Like I wasn't, I wasn't getting out of the bus thinking here. I'm gonna. You're ready. You're ready. Slice of tomato. Slice. Yeah, it's like a slice of tomato. Like it's so so random. But yeah. So okay. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. He he did not. He, the setup was a little. You know. Yeah. A little unexpected there. The setup yeah. was a little unexpected. Fair enough. Yeah. But what about you? Andy? What's the craziest thing I've had? Um, 
Yeah, you know what? I, like, I, I try to try to keep like. I've had some really spicy. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the. I don't I haven't really traveled all too much. Like, I've gone to Indonesia. I've gone to Peru. I've gone to Australia and Turkey. Um, uh, I guess some weird shit in Indonesia and Peru. That must. I, tr- I tried. I tried some delicacies there, but nothing oh, like termites or stuff. Actually, I didn't try guinea pig, but I wasn't even offered it. So, and I think I was like, I was thankful I wasn't offered it. So, <laughs> but uh, I heard it's know, tasty. It's a little fatty. It's tasty. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something I got to work on, though. I think that's that's what this is. This whole you don't want to be a crusty me. eighty year old man. No you man, gotta open up your food game. Come on, man. I gotta do. I gotta Falsa, open up my food game. Also, what about you? The Swedish wow. meatballs at IKEA don't count, bro. <laughs> wow. Although that is a mystery meat. We don't know what it is. <laughs> People rate those though. People rate those Swedish meatballs. Yeah. yeah. From IKEA too. Like specifically yeah. from IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One time I was going with my friends in the Philippines and uh, it was like uh street vendors with meat and sometimes they're really, really good. And then one time one vendor came and of course they're all different kinds, right? So then my friends were like, oh, let's just get this. And then they didn't tell me what it was. It looked like some kind of like liver or guts or, you know, something of that nature. Even those, I guess some of them are supposed to be like rich in iron or something else, you know, and good for you. So I think that's what I had, but they didn't want to tell me what what it was. You don't know till this day. Yeah, no, I don't. But that tells you I'm not. That's what he wants to know. He doesn't want to know. (laughs) Yeah, that was like rat heart. (laughs) <laughs> bro you ate rat heart Ola what about you Ola what's the, what's, what's the craziest thing you've eaten the craziest oh man I don't know I mean I've eaten insects I've eaten weird animal parts I, I don't I don't know if I've eaten anything that's like oh whoa what do you eat or at least it doesn't seem like that to me right so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it, it's, it's like crazy I mean to be honest, if somebody cooked, a, you know, parts of an animal a certain way, and like, oh yeah, this is a delicacy. Like, I, I'd probably eat it. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't really shy away from it. Or somebody said, oh yeah, this is this weird plant that you know, you know like that corpse flower. Somebody said, oh, we know how to cook corpse flower. I'd probably eat it. You know? I, I would say haggis. Bit. Haggis was really good. Haggis, haggis is good. Haggis, haggis, no, no, no. Is haggis is good. Yeah, Hands is, down, haggis is good. I know people are like, oh no, it's the innards and it's mixed in the stomach yeah. and it's uh. no, 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 no. Haggis is it's good. Really good. What is that? So basically, they take all the inside organs and then they crush it up, mush it up, and they put it in the stomach and then they cook it. Some of the yeah. sheep. This is cook all it. the inside the innards of the sheep. inside the stomach, essentially. Yeah. Is it good? Is it it good? was really it's good. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. It was it, quite good. It, honestly, it's like. Um, it gets a bad rap. It's a it it's really a kin. If anything close, will say honestly the consistency. I mean, you're, you're just looking at like roast beef at that point. Yeah, you're looking at like Scottish roast beef at that. Like honestly, yeah, it was kind of just yeah. like having like ground beef. Like it, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't there's, no, there's there's nothing crazy there. Yeah. It's just it was tasty. Black pudding. Yeah. Black pudding gets a bad rap as well, but it's quite tasty. That's with blood, though, right? That's with the sheep's blood. Yeah. Wow. Um, it's, it's actually quite Ola told me that there's like cow's blood and chocolate milk. 
Tell me that. Yeah. 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 Scar Dan for life, just from. <laughs> you know what it was? You know what it was? It's because this dude, I remember every day you go to lunch, this dude had like five glasses of milk. Five glasses of milk, just him. And I'm like, dude, you can't be drinking this much milk. And I was just like, I gotta f- this dude. He's drinking way too much milk. And he thought he was like the calcium kid. He's like, I'm gonna drink all the milk. I'll be strong. My bones are gonna be unbreakable. So I was just like, nigga, that shit got cow blood. I love how you said the calcium kid as though that was a thing. As though like every school had a calcium kid. <laughs> Said, how nigga gonna be talking shit about himself to you? <laughs> 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 <laughs>